Hey, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Tree of Life Church podcast. It's our prayer that these messages help connect you to the life, love, and power of Jesus. Amen. So, okay, get your Bible out, Proverbs 11.30. Enough of that. I want to uh, just keep you, ask you to keep praying. And uh, I'll bring you a report next week. I have a chance to communicate with the individual and uh, just to encourage him on your behalf. Pray, for, pray with him, pray for him, and then to keep up with their relief efforts. And we'll just see what God would have us do on into the future. Uh, but we're talking about, we're in our go messages. I, I do this every year. I try and do it every year. It's kind of like this state of the church address. And last week, and go, the, word, the letter G for generosity, we talked about uh, what we were able to do through your generosity, uh, enabling us to be on mission as a tree after a lost and hurting world. And if you weren't here, then I go back and watch that, listen to that. You'll hear updates, reports. You'll see a video uh, about all the things that we've been able to do. Not all of them, but uh, some of them. And uh, I hope that you, like me, are just amazed at not what the church can do, but what God can do through obedient, humble people. Amen. And it's beyond my expectation as we went into the year, as God always does. And so today it's O for opportunity. And so, uh, and then we'll finish up next week with destiny. And so today I'm gonna kind of just share a little bit, kind of bring in uh, here's what's happening this year in some regard and how you can be a part of that from uh, missions to outreach to even here at the church. And then next week, I'm gonna share some more, uh, some things in destiny, more kind of vision oriented who I believe we are and the things we're to be about on into our future. And so uh, you don't wanna miss it, especially if you call this place home. Um, if you're just visiting and it's the first of the year, you're looking for a church, you're just kicking the tires a little bit, then go back and catch all three and you'll get a really great picture of who we are, who God's called us to be and uh, to see if that's the place he's calling you to. And here's what I wanna say, God has a place for everyone, amen? He sets families in. And I believe church is a spiritual decision as much as anything. God has a place for you and wants to get you there. And then the Bible says, then those that are planted in the house of the Lord, put your roots down and flourish. And so I believe that this will help all of us just see what God's wanting to do in and through our families and where he has us connecting. Here's where we get tree of life, the, the, the name to the church in this scripture. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. That is the scripture where we got the name and the one who is wise saves lives. Uh, another translation says who wins souls is wise. And it really struck me uh, a number of things, of course, uh, over 41 years of having that name as a church, the fruit of the righteous, the fruit, how we live our life, what our life is producing is a tree of life. It, it, it shares life and hope with everyone it's supposed to. And uh, then the one who wins souls is wise. Ultimately, we're here to see the lost get found, amen? the lost get saved. That's our mission. Everything we do, every chicken wing, every cup of coffee, every penny, every service, every night to shine. And so somebody will know that there's a God in heaven that loves them and have a chance for a changed life, a new, a new life. Amen. Everything we do, that's what we're all about. Everything you see, everything you look at is for someone's life to be changed for eternity. Uh, it says uh, that we are to live as wise. He who wins souls is wise. So the word wise really landed on me as I was getting ready for this series. And last week we spent time looking in the book of wisdom, Pastor Dave referenced uh, King Solomon. He was the wisest of all as he had sacrificed unto the Lord and God visited him in dreams said, what do you want me to do? And he could have said anything. And he goes, I wanna rule my people well. So God said, I'm, because you ask not for yourself, but for others, I'm gonna give you wisdom beyond every other person on the planet. And he was and could today still possibly be the wisest man ever. 
And so he wrote Proverbs, the book of wisdom. So it makes sense that we spend time. Come on, how I many you guys know we gotta spend a lot of time in the book of wisdom? And in fact, we know when people aren't. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And <laughs> there's 31 chapters, so read one a day, right? My mom taught me that a long time ago. Read one chapter out of the book of Proverbs a day, whatever day. What's today? The 12th? Read chapter 12 out of Proverbs. And uh, you know, get that wisdom inside of you. What we found last week is a lot, the, one of the predominant themes in the book of Proverbs is generosity. In fact, the Bible has more to say about generosity than any other major topic you might uh, think about. Prayer, believe, love, uh, the wisdom, or I'm sorry, giving is, uh, generosity is uh, mentioned more in the scripture than any other. So we spent time in that. I can't go back and recap all that, but I want to sh- share with you today, it's wise to do what we're doing. Come on, somebody. It's wise because, because it brings about results of changed lives. And, and so for you and I to spend our life in a way that's wise, spend our resource in a way that's wise, spend our gift, talents, and ability. The Bible says that you're to pursue, the supreme thing to pursue above all things, the scripture says in Proverbs, is wisdom. And so if it's wise to do what we can to live our life in a way that's a tree of life, so souls can be saved, then that's what we need to spend our lives doing. Not our money, yes, that's part of it, but our lives. And I just wanna share a few things about where we are today in doing that. This is not a money message because we're talking about spending our life. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17, talking about wisdom, it says, be very careful in how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Live wise, making the most of every opportunity. Then a wise person makes the most of every opportunity, which we're talking about today, because the days are evil. How many would agree today the days are evil? And I just wanna say today, they're gonna get eviler. Oh, great, I'm glad I came to church today. (laughs) I just wanna encourage you today that God is still God, no matter what the world looks like. But the Bible says that in the last days, things are gonna get worse. How much more do we need to be the light, a tree of life to this lost and hurting world? It's our opportunity. In fact, we have the greatest opportunities when it's the most evil. And so we need to be in a position and do, do what he's asked us to do. Therefore, don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. We need to know what the will of the Lord is so we can live wisely and make the most of every opportunity that we find ourselves in. Uh, Matthew 24, six through eight and 10 through 14. Let me read that for you. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you're not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There'll be famines and earthquakes in various places. We know that. We just talked about that. All these things are the beginning of birth pains. We're getting closer to that day. And that time, and at that time, many will turn away from the faith. Come on, are we there? Yes. And will betray and hate each other. Never seen it greater than I see it today. Many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Oh yeah. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. Are we there? Yes. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come. What I love about that passage right there is we're getting closer to the return of Jesus because of the signs of the times, right? You're seeing what I'm seeing, right? Wars and rumors of wars. We see that famine, shortages of things. We see earthquakes, et cetera, et cetera. We see hate for each other growing, uh, people falling away from the faith in greater measure, numbers than ever before. We see everything was mentioned so clearly, but if we'll stay steady and stand and walk as those that are wise, founded on the word of God, then we will Last, the Bible says, but it's the opportunity for this gospel to be preached. 
Now's the greatest time for us to preach the gospel, to get the gospel out, amen? I mean, you saw that, you can't deny the times. So our response has to be to take advantage of the opportunity to get the gospel out in as great a measure as we possibly can. And here, if for no other reason, the scripture says, this is funny, if for no other reason the scripture says, then the end will come. If you're saying, come Lord Jesus, come, then you better be preaching the gospel. Because <laughs> the more we can get the gospel out, we can speed up his coming. Do you believe that, right? The more we can saturate this world and get to the dark places that no one's been able to reach and open doors that have been shut, the more we can get the gospel together, the sooner Jesus is gonna come back. And I just love the idea that we can be a catalyst and a part of that. I love that. that the opportunities are before us. I want to share one other scripture and I give you some info. Acts 1.8 says this, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Power, we need power. We need power to live a victorious life. We need power to live a life beyond our natural ability and the supernatural. Normal's not enough. We need power beyond ours. When it comes on you and you'll be my witnesses, why is the power? So you can be his witnesses in word and deed, not just with your mouth, but with how you live your life. In Jerusalem, speaking locally where that church was, that area, Judea, Samaria, the region of, if you will, the country, the state, and to the ends of the earth. The power of God comes on your life, not so you can just live a life of power, but so you can, or victory, but so you can release that power into the world. In fact, the power is greater when it's released. We're not here just to receive. You understand, right? We're here to receive and release. And when we, we talked last week that the scripture said that the world of the generous gets larger and larger. And the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Maybe sometimes we need to evaluate. And I'm not just talking about money, but we need to evaluate the impact of our life based on what we're receiving and then releasing it out into our world. And when we do that, the Bible says that increases. So let me just tell you a couple of things here. And, and just so you know, we, we do ministry in Pakistan. Pakistan is the second largest Muslim country on the, on the planet. And we've been doing it since 2021, some point in November maybe of 2021. We've been doing Zoom crusades. So we got our Tree of Life studio back here and we have all the equipment we need to be a part of a Zoom broadcast. Uh, one broadcast a month I do, it goes to 182 countries. Uh, one we do goes to remote villages in Pakistan where we do crusades where we're put up, guys, you can put the scripture, the, the, scripture, the pictures up. Uh, that's me on a screen, on a sheet hanging on a wall in a remote village in Pakistan, and people come and just sit on the floor and sit on the ground and receive the word. And amazingly, because the power that's been released to be witnesses of the Holy Spirit shows up where those people are, and people get, their lives get changed. We've done two of those this year, and 182 people have given their life to Christ in the middle of Pakistan from that. There is revival breaking out in Pakistan like it's been unseen in the history of Pakistan and all over the world. And the organization we're working with is just amazed. It's like wildfire. And they said, we're doing everything we can while that window is open. Also pray, we also pray for the sick. And I just got a report back. Pastor Cody did the last Zoom crusade. And there was a, a report of a girl that had, could not walk since she was a child. And God healed her and she left the meeting walking. And I'm telling you, the power of God can go anywhere. Amen. <laughs> anywhere. No one laid hands on her. He just prayed a prayer of faith and the power of God touched that girl. And we get, we get reports like that every time we do one, we get a report back just like that. God is moving. That's our opportunity right there. 
That I, just, I don't have time to go through the story and how God opened the door for that. In fact, we've done so much there over this last year and a half. In fact, last year, uh, you heard the report last week, rather. We've seen over 800 souls get saved, signed runners and miracles. Um, but the head of the organization over there that puts all this together um, has asked us to come, asked me to come in October. They're doing crusades on amazing numbers in the midst of the second largest Muslim country that they see 60 to 80,000 people come out in one night. And I've seen pictures and video, and they've enjoyed, uh, they appreciated our, our participating, they've enjoyed our ministry, so they've asked me to come in October to be a part of that, and they are believing for 100,000 people. And I think, oh my goodness, God, I, that's an opportunity, <laughs> we're going to see him pray. But I, I only say that to say, when God opens that door, that opportunity is there, as we just saw in these last days, we got to get the gospel out. And, and they're saying that it's not, they've never seen the revival they're seeing before. And there's always this thought of when will that window close? They're trying to do as much as they can right now. So I say that because that's an opportunity presented to us in this upcoming year. And uh, we're going to be really excited and you'll hear more as it comes. India, we haven't been able to be in India since October of 19. You saw a report last week. I don't want to go back through all that. But finally, it's opened back up to us. In fact, we're going to be taking a trip this spring. It's been since 2019, October, we've been able to go. So we have 15 missionaries there that we meet with and others, other missionaries around in the state that's the most persecuted, the most difficult, has anti-conversion laws. People get imprisoned and beaten for the gospel's sake. But these are the bravest men and women I have ever seen. And to get to be with them again, to encourage them on behalf of all of you. And as Pastor Jessamy does, she always brings gifts. Remember, we've bought saris, we've bought pants and shirts, and we've bought pillows and blankets. And she always just loads them up with love from you. And so we get to get back this spring, and we're really excited. But we're also uh, excited to connect with all those missionaries that are out there on the field every day risking their life, literally. And so if you were here last week, you saw that 48 churches have been planted by Tree of Life support with those brave men and women in the most difficult place in India. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. At the same time, we have a relationship here. I don't know if you know a me member on our staff, Doug Pinkston, Doug and Emma. Doug also oversees all our ministry at Laurel Ridge and does an amazing job. But he did missions work in the country of Nepal years ago and continues to support and run a missions organization from the States as his good men and women there leading it. That organization that Doug is the head of has 35 churches in Nepal and an orphanage. And we've just been praying and asking God and God's been knitting our heart, our visions together as he's come up under Tree of Life and submitted to the vision here. And when we go to India, we're gonna slip right on over into Nepal and connect with the leadership, the pastors, have pastors conference, pastors training, meet with the orphanage. And we're gonna, from uh, that meeting, what we're praying and believing and asking God, is this the opportunity that you want this church to come and help train these pastors and resource these churches to expand. There's 35 there already. And see, what is it you're asking of us, God, through our relationship with Doug? Is this an open door, an opportunity that we can come and be a tree of life to this part of the world and support an existing system or network of churches and give them what they need to continue to move the gospel forward in their country? And so it's amazing when God's just moving. And not everything is God. We understand that. So we're going to go walk the land and pray and see what God would have us do. Um, 
We're doing ongoing work in the Ukraine. Uh, this year, we were, had hoped to take a trip over there. My wife and I went in April this last year, uh, working with Sozo Charities. As you know, you saw last week, building homes. We've already sent money to build uh, four homes. We've had more money come in since then. Uh, we had another individual want to buy another home for 5000 I had a church send me a check for 11000 They want to buy two homes and a generator. And so we're uh, getting humanitarian supplies over there. Uh, obviously, it's an ongoing thing with the war and then long beyond that. And so we have so many relationships. I don't have time to walk through the relationships that we have that God opened the door. Um, but you've been so generous in your giving to help those people in just desperate need um, have some hope and help. It's our opportunity based on our personal relationships here and different ministries that are enabling us to get into that area and do some of those things. So thank you again for that. We're going to continue to see what God would have us do. Uh, let me give you uh, Vietnam. Um, I don't know about you. Vietnam's always been something dear on my heart. My dad was a two combat tour veteran, Vietnam veteran, and his heart was always to get back to Vietnam and bring the gospel as he went back as a soldier, uh, was a soldier in two different tours. And so that's something that's always been in the heart of Tree of Life. My dad passed away about 26 years ago, but I do feel that's a part of who we're supposed to still be. Um, he's the founding pastor with the vision. And then we have a, a person, gentleman in our church, Neil Donup who has been doing ministry over in China since 95. And then that really was shutting down. So in 2018, his ministry shifted a focus to Vietnam. It's called New Day uh, Ministries and then Legacy Charities. And we've been working with them as they help uh, provide surgeries for kids that, are, that, that their families can't afford, like a heart surgery, let's say, or are there, uh, just a medical is too much for them financially. And so they find sponsors and they bring them in, have the surgery, they put them in a guest home uh, to stay while those surgeries are happening and then they love on them. And so I think it was a couple years back, we gave 3,000, no, not 3,000, I don't know what we gave, but we had three kids that we provided surgeries for. If you were here, you'll remember, one had a very successful surgery, is doing extremely well on heart surgery. Another one wasn't strong enough physically to have the surgery and sadly they passed away. And then another one, before the surgery came as we were praying, God healed. <laughs> Come on, somebody. They were healed of all the, that and God healed them. So they are doing an amazing work. They have someone running their guest home. It was a local pastor, part of a network that really had a burden to get to connect with them and possibly help in that network of pastors. And so they have a guest home where families come from the outlying areas around uh, uh, the cities to be able to come very poor and stay. And so that is just filling up overflowing. So they're believing God this year to be able to open up another guest home where people come and they love on them, they feed them, they serve them, they share the gospel with them. And so there's a picture of, uh, this is a three-story guest home that they currently have that they can house, I think, about 16 people at a time. And uh, then they're looking to, they're believing this year to be able to rent another one. And we're praying and seeing and looking at our missions budget to see if we can be a part of helping them open up another guest home. And even in the future, be able to send some tree of lifers over there to help uh, feed the people in the guest home, to love on them, love on the families, and then be a part of connecting with the, the network of churches there. So keep praying about that. That's a, we're coming, looking at that in the future. We're gonna get out there and spy out the land and see what God would have us do. So I'm excited about that. And then Cuba, we went to Cuba. We shared a little bit last week. We'll share some more today. Uh, went to Cuba and two times in uh, 2019, my wife and I did, and then, uh, I'm sorry, 2020, and then just this past December. And really, God had put some burden in our heart for that country. We have uh, several families here that have Cuban roots and relationships. In fact, the first time we went, uh, my wife and I stayed in Havana in a, air, a small Airbnb run 
by the cousin of a tree of lifer. And so we got to spend time with them and check out the city and do ministry. And so I want to show you a little bit of a video that'll maybe stir your heart a little bit, give you a little bit more context about the opportunity, because I do believe God is asking us to be more involved. Um, and you can go back on our video last week and watch some more that will not be in this video today. You'll see a little bit that was there last week, but take a look though. We're here in Havana, and uh, super early morning, just walked to the waterfront to get some time lapse. And uh, man, just thinking about what it's like here, as we were coming in, just talking to the taxi driver, and just asked him like, like what's, what's the biggest need? Like what's the one thing that you see that people just need? And he's like, food, like we just need food. There's just not, so you just go to the store. And the, uh, the local people buy with this little card, it's like a ration card. And uh, you just go in the store and there's just nothing on the shelf and you can only get so much. They were saying you get like one kilo of sugar per month, one kilo of flour per month, 30 eggs per month. And that's per family, not per person. So people are literally just, just hungry. What you do here is gonna affect generations to come. Cause what happens here is not just about changing nations. It's about changing generations. You're digging for all those to come behind you. And then I believe that when you dig beyond this city and beyond this country, people will come here and drink. I believe from here, people will go all over the world. I believe people all over the world will come here. God's heart is for the nations and um, the agent of transformation is gonna be the church. So we try to bring over pastors to train pastors, businessmen to train businessmen. We wanna bring over artists and educators. We're gonna be here for a couple weeks and working with meeting some businessmen and pastors and some artists. And what does gospel transformation look like in their sphere of society? The revolution was a political and military movement, but was also a very cultural and symbolic movement. And the Cuban government used from the very beginning uh, the artists, cinema, music, visual art, to convey the revolutionary ideas to the, to the society. We've been learning about the biblical basis uh, for arts, but also trying to communicate that uh, to others. Artist has this uh, strange capacity of getting very complicated ideas and put it in a way that can be understood by the masses. So we're here at the Pastors Conference and today Pastor Jeff and Pastor Don are gonna be speaking to a group of pastors here in Cuba. It's really cool, it's a great opportunity for us to be able to make connections, build relationships, really encourage the body here in Cuba of what God is doing. And man, is he doing something. It's so cool to hear the stories and see just what's happening in these congregations right here. We are honored to be with you. In fact, we're humbled that God would allow us to be here. Because I truly believe what happens here changes nations. People are tired, people are weak, an enemy trying to control their destiny. And I love the response from this church. Because many people will just be content with what's happening around them and say, what's the point? Let's just quit. I believe God was saying, I'm going to be your protector. I'm going to be your provider. You don't have to look to man for anything. You don't have to live off the land, so to speak. I got you. I'm going to provide what you need. Don't worry about the government or circumstance. Don't look to man for provision and protection. So the question is, how much of God do you want?
Amen. Amen, amen. Just a real, a real heart connect. I, I think church to church, last week you saw the city church, you saw little clips in there, and I really feel like our call is to help raise up local churches, to them reach the people around them. Uh, not just with the gospel, obviously that's the most important thing, but with help and assistance. And so I believe God's asking us to do that. And so this year, um, we're working, I'm currently working, had two com- conversations this past week on uh, taking a team. We're, we're looking to take a team of about 20 people from here and Audible de Vida and our sister church in Mexico to uh, Cuba this summer, or maybe summer, maybe a little bit more into the fall. We're still kind of working on the details. But pray and see if that's what God would have you do. And I don't have any other details on that. We'll let you know when we'll have an interest meeting, et cetera, come up. But that's an opportunity, I believe, that God has opened the door for us to be a blessing to the church in Havana. And I think that it's our time to mobilize and see if we can't get there and make a difference in any way that we can. And so a lot of things are happening. We're doing pastor training there, helping with that church and uh, reaching not just Havana, but the outlying areas and uh, even some orphanages there. Uh, And then Mexico. We do a lot of Mexico, as you all know, and we'll continue to do that. Uh, But what I wanted to share this morning about that is, of course, we have a summer trip coming, and uh, you get the information, I think it'll be on a slide or something here soon, but July 1st through the 6th is our trip to Arbol de Vida that we take every year. And uh, what I feel like the burden of my heart is, I've already talked to Pastor Jeff, is the outreach that we did, the Three Kings outreach in the Colonial with the shoes and the food, 538 pairs of shoes uh, for kids, and then 806 bags of food for that Colonia and the neighboring one has really helped open the door to a church plant. And so Arbo de Vida has been working in this Colonia for a little while, laying the foundation, and I believe that was just a catalyst to really help launch what God wants to do in a greater measure. So as we were talking, we both were in agreement on that that is a targeted area that this year in 2023, they will plant an Arbo de Vida in this particular Colonia. And they already have a pastor and his wife already picked out that had gone through the Rama Bible School that uh, the Arbo de Vida hosted. So they began through Bible school training. They've been on staff at Arbo, being raised up. They have a heart for this area. And it's just the doors wide open, the mission field. It is the poorest Colonia a neighborhood there in uh, Leon, Guanajuato, and it's just ripe for the gospel. At the same time, it's important for the gospel to get in because it's also ripe for the cartel and for drugs and gangs. In fact, the government won't even go in there anymore, and they've given their government buildings to be used by Audible de Vida if they'll come and do something good. They said, whatever you want to do, we're not going to be here, but you know, God bless you, whatever you want to do. Uh, the schools have closed because they can't stay open because the kids won't go to school. The parents make them work, so there's such illiteracy there, and so it's just a really hard place, but it's ripe for the gospel. Come on, somebody. They are longing, hungry for something better, and his name is Jesus, amen? Some hope, and so we're going to partner with them. So this summer trip is going to be focused on activities in that colonia, helping establish the local church that will be said in there. And of course, we'll have many other opportunities to be a part of that and doing that. But what was uh, awesome, um, the head of the Colonia uh, asked Pastor Jeff's church, Arba de Vida, they have an outreach tom- team called, I won't say it right, so forgive me, Enfoque, Enfoque Urbano. And uh, <laughs> I'll work on it before next. Someone that could do it better, let me know. I'll practice before next service. Uh, it's their outreach team. It's kind of like a rap team. And uh, the head of that Colonia was so touched by the outreach and asked them, could you write a rap for this Colonia? And Pastor Jeff sent me one. I don't remember how many minutes long it was, but I asked him to get, give us a 60-second clip and uh, it's translate at the bottom of the screen for you. So we're going to play 60 seconds of that for you this morning. Nadie se nos raja, se 
sea invierno o verano Todos vamos dispuestos como el pastor Tamayo Un árbol de vida junto al río plantados Puestos para la misión que se nos ha entregado Salimos del humo, del polvo de la tierra Hijos del maíz, tricolor nos representa Verde, blanco y rojo levantando bandera Tu piel y mi piel ya no tienen distinción Ladrilleras del refugio, esfuerzo, amor, pasión Si te pones mis zapatos sabrás lo que valemos Pocos nos conocen todo lo que hacemos Somos ladrilleras, un solo corazón Un mismo palpito un gran pilar de león Agradecidos en vida por la gracia de Jesús Que llegó a nuestros hogares Su sacrificio en la cruz Ladrilleras del refugio para la gloria de Cristo Gracia, fe, perdón, nuestro regalo divino Uh, but I love the words. Did you read those words right there? Amen. What a faith statement. So I'm excited what the future holds is partnering with uh, Enforque Urbano and Arwa de Vida and uh, coming in and just building a church from the ground up that will be a light in that whole area, a tree of life. Amen to that lost and hurting world. So great opportunities. I, I want to share a couple other scriptures. Psalms 112, 5 through 8 says, Good will come to those who are generous and lend freely, who conduct their affairs with justice. Surely the righteous will never be shaken They'll be remembered forever. They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Their hearts are secure. They have no fear. In the end, uh, in the end they will look in triumph on their foes. Now, now, that's powerful. That's a shouting passage. But you know what? It all begins with those that are righteous and generous. And that's the promise of the Father then, as we give of ourselves, as we give uh, of, of what we have and time, talent, treasure, and gift. Uh, when we do that, that means that we can stand on those promises of God. It goes on to say this, verse nine is this, I like the New Living Translation. It says, they share freely and give generously to those in need. And then listen to this next phrase, their good deeds will be remembered forever. They will have influence and honor. And let me say this, what you do today, your good deeds will outlive you and will still make a difference long after we're in heaven and will touch people's lives. And I just think that's what we live. We don't live for the moment, we live for eternity, amen? And I just wanna encourage you, your opportunities that are presented, and we'll present a few more here in a moment, those that are available to you, it's so important for you and I to say yes, Lord, especially in times that we live in. Uh, this is how we should live our life, focused on the eternal. We should try and live a life beyond our life, and our life needs to count for well beyond after we're gone. Uh, what we do for ourselves dies with us, but what we do for others lives beyond us. And I wanna live my life in such a way that I give it away every time. And again, I'm not talking about money. Money is a part of it, but understand you can't give what you don't have. But it doesn't mean you can't be generous. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Generosity is more than just our finances, right? You can still be generous. Uh, 2 Corinthians 9.11 says this, You'll be enriched in every way when you're generous. You'll be enriched in every way, every way. You'll be enriched in health. You'll be enriched in joy. You'll be enriched in marriage. You'll be enriched in family and finances. Come on, somebody, in every way. Can you think of an every way in your life to be enriched? I want this enriched. I want this enriched. Then enrich the life of somebody else. God will enrich you in every way. Why will he do that? So you can be generous on every occasion, and through your generosity, people will give thanks to God. He wants to enrich you in every way so you can be generous in every way. You can be generous with your laughter. You can be generous with your smile, with your friendship, with your serving. The, the thing for you and I is to be generous 
God enriches us for that reason, and when we do it, it enriches us. I want to give you, real quick, four things, four ways to be generous. Be generous with your time. In fact, our time is probably worth more than some of the other things that we give. To be honest with you, my time is very, very valuable to me, more than financial resource. And that's probably the truth with a lot of all of you. And you need to ask God, God, what would you have me do with my time? And can I just say, and can we just together take a moment? You realize this morning, you may or may not, that it takes 150 to 200 people to make this happen every Sunday. Can we just thank them for their time this morning for what they do? Let's just give a big shout out to our all-star team. Amen. Giving up the time. Yeah, sure, we have some staff, but you realize we could never manage this as a staff. But we have 150 plus people every week helping us make this happen. They're watching your kids, they're helping you park the car, they're cooking brisket, wings, whatever that looks like, playing music, singing, and your time is so important. As so many people gave of their time Friday night and the difference that it made was amazing. And I brought this up here with me, I wanna show it to you, it's a sash, it says prom queen on it. And uh, there was a lady named Joanne that came into the office several days into the office and I saw her come in and all she did was put these letters on a sash of 55 of these. And I thought, I'd be, pull, I'd be poking my eyeballs out by then. I'm like, oh my gosh. Just that, all she did was meticulously put these letters on a sash, make 55 of them. And can I tell you, when this sash was put on those precious people, the, their life, their, their face lit up, the difference it made, just by putting letters on a sash. I mean, it doesn't take much. It's just saying, yes, Lord. Give of your time, the time that she spent and, and the reward from seeing the, light, the faces light up is just incredible. And we say around here, serve one, worship one. I know that we're busy people, but we say here, serve one, worship one. You know, I know a lot of people, a lot of pastors that pray, God, send me laborers, send me people to work. They're praying in people to serve in the ministry. And I don't pray God to bring in people to serve in the ministry. I pray God for people that are already in to serve in the ministry here. Because we have more than enough to meet the need of the ministry here. You know, our church is growing. It is growing. I think you can tell just by someone sitting in your seat, you don't get here on time or parking in your parking spot, right? The line at the light out here is a little bit longer and that's okay. I hope that gets way backed up <laughs> from people going to church. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so be patient. That's why we don't put tree life stickers on our cars. But anyway, so <clears throat> that means we need more people in the game. We got classrooms that we can open up and minister to families. We have so many families visiting and we wanna make sure that kids don't fall through the cracks. And we're not just a childcare place. We wanna share the good news of Jesus Christ, no matter how young or how old they are. And so, but we need you. We need you being in the game with us. We need you helping, we need you serving. Number two, be generous with your talent. And some of you might think, I'm not very talented. And I wanna say, oh yes, you are. Not like American Idol talent. Oh no, you're not. But, uh, but you all, we all, I'm not either. We all have a gift that God has given us intentionally. It says the Spirit, the Holy Spirit distributes gifts to each and every one. There's a grace gift been given to you. Grace in the Bible is the word charis, and it means a gift given. Charis means a spiritual gift. It's a divine enablement. So when people say, are you part of a charismatic church? You say, yes. We believe in that. But you know what that literally means? That means, yes, we believe that God's given us a gift to be used for somebody else. And so I wanna encourage you, you are in a charismatic church, so use your charis to help serve everybody else and those around about you. Every single one of us has been given a charis gift given by God. You're good at something. In fact, you're so good at something, it feels good when you do it, and it helps somebody else. It may be a loud charis gift, like mine standing up in front of everybody, 
but it'll be something. It'll be amazing. Hospitality, serving, straightening. Some of you can't even walk down the aisle. If you see one chair sticking out a little bit more, you want to go bump that whole aisle over to get. That's the gift of organization. I need people around me with that gift for sure. So there's something we all have that God has given us, but it's for the body to be come together to bring ministry to people. God brought us here to receive from him and to release for him. And number three, generous with your touch. You can be generous with your touch. Give your smile. Touching people's lives. In fact, you know, I, you, when, they, when it's offering time, give your smile at least. I'm sorry. Offering time. That's a good time to smile. And uh, so give your smile. Give your touch. Give your hug. Give your handshake to people. I, I, don't, I can't tell you how many people Friday night meeting people at people that have been coming to the church for, for a short time, and I don't get to meet them because my Sunday morning traffic pattern, but at an event I get to, and people are like, you know, when I first came here, everybody was so friendly. Everybody was so friendly. And I hear that over and over again. I'm like, well, how was the preaching? And uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I'm so glad everybody's so friendly. I talked to a gentleman who's been here a while, and they're just really good, good people, good friends, and he was talking about the first time they came, that when an usher just approached him and was so friendly and loved on him, and they kept coming back and everybody just embraced him as friends. I don't want to say thank you, because that's not me up here. That's you out there. And so with your smile, with your touch, with your handshake and, and, and your, your friendliness, reach out, send out a text, serve, find a need and fill it, find a hurt and heal it. And sometimes it's sacrificial and it needs to be. And we have uh, some things that we're involved in. You can find, put, them up, put that first slide up. You can find these. Uh, these will be on probably our live notes, but they'll also be on our website. Uh, different opportunities for you to be involved. Food home delivery every second Thursday. Food distributions every third Thursday. We have the Special Olympics cycling. The regional time trials are coming up. And also the statewide event for cycling for the Special Olympics, the statewide Special Olympics meet happens here on our campus. Uh, you can see Cops and Kids in May, School Supply Drive. So many ways, so many opportunities for you to get plugged in. And then we have areas to serve. Everyone needs to serve. If you've come and received, you need to come and release. Release your gift into this body. As new people come and people that are here, open the door for that. So you can see a lot of different places that you can serve here. That'll all be on your notes. I, I can't go over all of them. It'll be on your uh, website. Um, but I want to share a quick testimony video with you of two people that came in 2006, not knowing anybody, and then were compelled to get involved and how it impacted their lives. So let's take a look on the screen. Hi, my name is Eric Gonzalez. And I'm San Juanita Gonzalez. Hey, I remember when we first started serving here. Uh, we have been attending Tree since 2006. And in late 2006, Pastor Don preached a wonderful message like he always does. But in his message, he talked about how serving was something that God made for us to be a part of. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. And at the end of that message, he talked about this card that was in the seat back in front of us and that if we wanted to serve, that we should pull out that card and fill it out. And I remember I looked at my wife and we were like, we need to serve. Yeah. Like we just need to serve. So we pulled out that card. And I think at the time we checked off like coffee, you know, because yeah. I worked at a coffee company. And greeters. We were and yeah, greeters because yeah. you're just always greeting yes. everybody. Yes. <laughs> uh, 
But, but that's how we got started. And can I tell you that we did that for almost 10 years before we yeah. ever came on staff. And it was such an important part of building disciplines in our life yes. that got us connected. Yeah. How did serving impact you? I think for me, it was much more um, the connectiveness of everybody like you. We started becoming family with people. We got to know them um, beyond just Sunday service. We got to work behind the scenes. We got to create friendships. And actually that's kind of what started to um, get us more involved because people were looking for us. We had those relationships, we were plugged in. So it wasn't just waiting for the next Sunday. It was waiting to see our friends again. Yeah, I, I do remember when we first started serving, I was known as Samanita's husband oh, yeah. <laughs> because she was the one that everybody knew as a greeter. You were, everybody flocked to her. In fact, when she stood outside the doors, she often had a line of women waiting to connect with her. But I, I also remember during that time that serving did something inside of me. It built something inside of me. And I, I thought that I was giving back to the church. But really, at the end of the day, I felt like God was pouring something into me and into us. Yeah, and I felt like it was one of the ways that we were able to use our gifts and talents, our natural gifts and talents, if you could say that. Um, it was just an opportunity for, like you said, God to just use us and for us to be available, not just... Um, really not just for the church, but it was really for us. I think we benefited more than anybody else here because it was an opportunity, um, again, just to be a vessel, a willing vessel. Yeah, and the relationships that came out of that. Yeah. I, I mean, there are so many people that are such close friends because we served alongside them for so long and we continue to serve alongside them. You know, it, it just does something to relationships. It does something in our heart and it has even impacted our family. Yeah, because there was one time when, well, several Sundays where our children would serve with us. And so um, it would be in the kitchen behind when, at the time when we served cereal, our son would do the milk, our daughter would do the cereal and the, the spoons and the bowls. And so it became actually a family event for us serving. So I remember our first step, right, was filling out that card. And so we've made that available to you. Take a moment, fill out that card or scan the QR code and be a part of what we're doing here. You too can be a tree of life to a lost and hurting world. But let's do this together because together we are better. Amen. Amen. Well said. Amen. So. As he said, there's a card on the seat back in front of you. I would encourage you to get that out. You can get that out right now. Hit the QR code on it. And that's the place to get plugged in, to be a part of the family, connect, build a relationship. And I just want to say, what a busy weekend this was. Yesterday was San Juanita's birthday. I said, man, enjoy Sunday. Take Sunday off. And I just want to say, while they're not here, he is still known as San Juanita's husband. <laughs> I hope you're not watching. I hope you're enjoying your day off, and you'll watch us later today. But, uh, um, but it's about serving. You have an opportunity to be a part of a life-giving family. And if you've been here to receive, man, praise the Lord. But at some point in time, it's time for you to be here and release. And we're not just talking about your finances and your resources. We believe all the tithe goes to the Lord. And we, we believe above that, then we ask him, what would you have us do to, with the rest? But, you know, there's gifts, talents, and abilities and time that you can invest. And it changes your life. It connects you. It grows you. It's a difference maker. So I want to encourage you all in that. And the last thing I want to say uh, is this. Be generous with your treasure. Now, I don't need to spend a lot of time because last week we talked about generosity and resource. But be generous with your treasure. As I said, we believe here at Tree of Life uh, that the, the, all of it belongs to God. All of it belongs to God. And we return back unto him that first 10%, that tithe. That's what tithe means. That's, what, that's our belief here at Tree Life. So 41 years we've been living by that and see, see the truth of God's word come true in our heart and our lives. We become alive in that. I, I want to encourage you. But then after that, after that, 
ask God, what would you have us do? We ask you, you'll hear us say above your tithe, you know, the missions component of it, you know, give above your tithe and do things. But I also would say after that, go out to the restaurant and ask the Lord for your server. You can tell, you can sense, God, is there something I need to say or do with this server? Have they done a great job or you just feel impressed and God says to do something, give him a big honking tip, you know, or whatever that is. Give him a big tip. If, you know, if he doesn't tell you to do that, don't do that. If you get in the line at the drive-thru and someone's behind you and God says, puts it on your heart and pay for the person behind. Yeah, I'm talking about generosity with your treasure doesn't just happen in the house of the Lord. But be generous out there. Someone, buy someone's me, my wife and I always do what we can be sensitive to that, and especially with officers and military. We always want to just say thank you to them. I encourage all of you to do that. Or maybe it's a grocery item. Maybe you know of a, a, a person struggling with something and you can provide that. Can I just say that generosity is not just for the house of God. It's for out there. And live your life that way out there, and God will bless you. Now, look at Luke 6.38 as we close. Give and it will be given unto you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, we poured into your lap. Now, that's a promise of God. Don't give to get, because that's not our motivation. We love God. We love people. That's our motivation. And we want to be generous on every occasion or every opportunity because we're wise. But when you have those moments, here's what God does. He gives back unto you. Why? So you can do it again and again and again and again. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. You determine. I made a comment at the end of the video, Cuba. How much of God do you want? How much of him are you willing to give away? Of your time, your touch, your talent, and your treasure. I just want to encourage you, if you've not been at that place yet, take that step. It will change your life. More importantly, it'll change the lives around you. Thanks again for joining us this week. We pray that this message encouraged and inspired you. If you want to find out how you can be a part of Tree of Life, just go to our website, treeoflifechurch.org. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend.